You ready? <laughs> so ready. <clears throat> Are you Let ready? Me get some water. <laughs> you, do you need to do some warm ups to the cacaws? Well, I might do. Okay. Choo choo caca. Oh, that was good. Ooh, did it feel good? It felt really good. Um, I'm trying to remember any like vocal warm ups that I did from like speech camp. Oh yeah. I think I feel like if you just put emphasis on any words, it becomes a vocal warm up. (laughs) That's true. There's one about um. A white witch, which uh, is fitting for what we're going to be talking about. What is it? Let's hear it. Um, it's something like one white witch. Well, <laughs> yep, that's it. One white witch wed one white wizard. The other witch wed one too. Wow, <laughs> that was good. So it's witches and wizards. Oh gosh. Mm. It feels good when so, you get one of those right. You're like. Yeah, I'm yeah. smart. Smart. <laughs> Even though my little brain works sometimes. <laughs> well, the hardest one ever is toy boat. That's like the one I can't do. Toy boat, toy boat. Do you Keep just say going. it a bunch of times? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, you it know how I impossible. am at pronouncing things. <laughs> not good, uh, Harlan. What? I'm not good at pronouncing things. I get no, well, it's good guff. you're a podcaster then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh my god, the amount of words. Um, hello world. Um, there it is. There it is. My name's Melinda. Still, still waiting for that change, but hasn't happened yet. Um, and this is another episode of Cast and the Curious, where we're curious about the Fast and the Furious. Um, as always, I'm hosted. Or <laughs> you're hosted. Who's hosting you're hosted. you? Yeah. Who's pulling the up. strings here? <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about how tired I am because it's only gonna make me feel more tired. But I just woke up from a Benadryl nap, and I'm not all there. I thought you were um, going to a Squarespace ad. I'm hosted <laughs> by. Yeah. <laughs> um, it kind of made sense. We're hosted by no sponsors because no one, no one cares. Maybe someday Vin Diesel will give us twenty dollars. Um, that would be. I'm cool. joined. I'm joined as ever and always by my special friend, my co-host, Andrew Funkhauser. How Hi, are you, Andrew? I'm good. I, uh, I my apartment isn't as hot as it normally is, which we talk about that a lot. So I'm I'm feeling very good right now. Good. Cool apartment. It's warm in Chicago. My car was buried for like a week. I just couldn't get out. Someone shoveled the sidewalk and just all that snow piled up next to my driver's door. So I was mm-hmm. like having having a lot like why it's so weird being stuck indoors when I'm already stuck indoors like when yeah. I'm like double yeah. stuck indoors it's yeah. I should be totally <laughs> fine with it but I was like miserable all last week because of it yeah. but now I'm good Did you get some sunshine on your white skin oh today? Oh my gosh, I did. Walked around, nice. drove, got got my car washed. That's always wow. fun. Wow cheap car washes That's... in chicago three dollars what yeah $3. i've only ever washed my car one time should i be doing that more i mean they say Who in the cares? winter why do you, you should... wash your car in the winter the salts in the road if you don't mm-hmm. wash them off periodically it'll eat away at your car that does make sense okay hey car talk that's on board Ooh. that's on brand and believe it or not even though spoiler alert we're going to be talking about dungeons and dragons today Cars are going to come up. They're going to come up. So I I, uh, already said that we're talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which anyone who knows anything about Vin Diesel should just assume that he's a huge nerd who loves playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I think it is kind of well-known folklore about him. Um, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So we had to call in an expert on the subject and i reached out to an old friend of mine and their name's harlan kelly which i just found out 10 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) and um harlan hosts a is it weekly or no it's probably like it's every monday yeah whoa 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 um it's a weekly twitch show um dungeons and dragons on twitch called better than heroes Uh, ladies and gentlemen harlan kelly Hi, hello. I'm here. Hi, hello. I uh, 
this is like letting me fulfill a lifelong dream of being like a special correspondent on a news program. <laughs> and so I'm happy to come in and be the D&D analyst here. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. I wish we had, what's it called, a Chiron? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I was going to say, like, I, if you're listening to this, please imagine that there's like a zoom in mm-hmm. camera and it comes to me at a desk, <laughs> this disembodied voice, and this disembodied voice is like, Dungeons and Dragons, I'll tell you what. So, <laughs> I am going to need your help because I have played before, but my knowledge is very limited. Um, and Andrew, you're a D&D head. Yeah, I play. I have a weekly group that I play with, which is uh, oh, fun. Damn. We're not we're not playing. We're actually playing like a star like Star Wars version of D&D right now, which is fun. Mm. Uh, Wait, so are you playing D&D or are you playing a tabletop role playing game that is Star Wars? Now, it's not Star Wars. Mm. Sorry. I just meant like galaxy in the future it's called uh esper genesis i don't know if you've heard of this no i mean the the game i run on twitch is is uh set in a campaign setting called Spelljammer, oh, and okay. um, it is also uh like it's fantasy but in space um, nice. so there's just like multiple planets with multiple fantasy worlds and um, oh that's fun so it's different than what you're talking about but mm-hmm. i do i'm a big fan of fantasy in space space magic nice it makes it it's like when you play like normal 5e for a while and then someone's like you yeah. know you could do this in space that feeling you're like oh no that sounds awesome yeah, yeah. so that's question super question cool. what's up <laughs> what's 5e fifth edition see this uh chiron okay. zooms in well let me tell you um, <laughs> no yeah so this is um it's fifth edition of dungeons and dragons it's like dungeons and dragons has had its like big old renaissance recently mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons but um one of them is that fifth edition which is they just are like revamping the rules during different time periods and kind of like rebranding itself as a company um fifth edition is specifically built to be very accessible and very focused on uh letting you do whatever you want at your table um Mm -hmm. and kind of being able to tell more of a story or get crunchy in the rules and so because of like the design of the game um it's also just easier to play than it used to be so so do you ever like go back and play like first edition or is that just Okay. Yeah. Whoa, I've never I, done that. I've never done that because I have too many rules, things in my head already. Mm-hmm. But um, the the our weekly stream uh, is based off of a second edition campaign setting that's called Spelljammer. Ah. And so we uh, the whole thing of our stream is that we've taken the a lot of the source material and the flavor of it, and just we are playing a game with the fifth edition rules inside of that campaign setting. So um, I love it and I'm very excited about it. So yes. (laughs) Um, Cool. (laughs) Okay. 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 Um, I am learning a lot. I learned a lot today and yesterday trying to uncover more of Vin's journey. um, And he grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah. he said himself that he was like what 19 or 20 he was mm-hmm. a bouncer in new york city five days a week and then his two days off he was living to play uh, you D&D. know <laughs> i was so shocked when he said that because if mm-hmm. i knew he had a past in D and my brain was like i bet he played as a kid because it was yeah. kind of big in the 80s Same. um and then like later on in life he was like oh yeah i used to like D." but this is like he was super into D as an adult which i was really enjoyed learning he's not posing or or actually no. um i'm gonna ask you harlan when you watched him play mm-hmm. were you like this guy's a noob or were you like this guy is a true D head well i mean so first of all just to break okay. it down a little bit here <laughs> yes, um <please. laughs> I, I was so excited that you, because the, there's a video that you sent me, and just to straight up brag, I have already, had already watched that video when you sent <laughs> okay. it to me, uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. because it's hosted by one of my favorite Dungeon Masters, Matt Mercer. I watch his weekly show that he does every okay. week, and they did it at a time where two of the characters in that game are characters from the main game that Matt DMs called Critical Role. And so when it came out, it was like this cool little fun side quest that everyone was like 
freaking hyped that um, <laughs> that Vin Diesel was like acknowledging the existence of Critical Role, this game that was like huge in gaming worlds, but had not really crossed over into like mainstream culture yet. But mm-hmm. um, I would argue now that like if you know about Dungeons and Dragons, you are like one degree away from knowing about Critical Role. It is like the the biggest thing besides Dungeons and Dragons like the company itself that is associated with the game Dungeons and Dragons um, at this point. 100,000 people watched the first episode of this most recent campaign. That's like a stadium of people. Yeah, like 100,000 people were consecutive, like, well, more than that, but like, when you when you were watching and you were watching the Twitch number, it broke 100,000 people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like, at this point, when, when Vin Diesel was on it, it was him kind of like, re, you know, putting a hand. I don't want to like reinforce celebrity power dynamics or whatever, but like <laughs> he was absolutely like being nice to them and being excited about their game by going and doing that. And that rocks. It rocks. So unassociated with anything else, it rules that he was excited about coming in, finding out like who are the people doing stuff with it and then going in and doing it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. And it's a little hard because there's not. Like the one the uh, the the D and D episode with like Terry Crews um, is like two and a half hours long. That's like a, uh, it's like put out by Nerdist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like very similar, but uh, but it's not the full session. I mean, it is mm-hmm. the full session, and the one with Vin Diesel is only even the extended version is only thirty minutes. And that a, a session of D and D, a short session. Our games are short, and they're two hours. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard that. to tell, but his passion yeah. is definitely like he know he knows he definitely knows like every time he talks about like um, the experience of like what it means to like get together with friends and tell a story together, mm-hmm. you're like oh okay he, he's not like this he has been emotionally affected by playing a campaign like knowing the rules or right. whatever doesn't matter so I read oh. him as authentic. It's definitely fun. I feel like the people that I like who play D and D the most, the people that I like the most who play D and D are like, this is storytelling. And like, there's a ton of mechanics behind it, but at the core it's storytelling. I know some people like it to just be like, we're fighters and we like to run around and fight people. And I mean, that's fun too, but it's like way more fun when like everyone is like working together to tell a story. It's just like, yeah, it's hard to beat. I mean, and I, I would argue that like the the just I'm a fighter going through a dungeon thing like is gonna lead you. It's just a vessel for storytelling. It's got you for can't, sure. For that's sure. the thing yeah, I love about the game is that no matter if you're gregarious and like love jumping in and telling the story and writing a bunch about your characters' backstories or whatever, you can sit down at a table with a very like shy, quiet person who's not really invested in that, and together you all will tell a story. It's just like almost unavoidable, and you all get to do it on your own terms. And so that's you can like that's the thing when like whenever Vin gets hyped about it, <laughs> he he always is like touching on that. Like yeah. the things that he keeps touching on are not like oh look how much I know. It's no. like he had the experience and he's hyped about it. And he's nothing if not a storyteller. So that's true. That's for sure. Um, He seemed to know some of the shorthand. And I have to admit that (laughs) I didn't watch the full 30 minutes. You didn't? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. But I did know this, like, because I I wasn't even sure if they completed any, like, kind of section of the story in that time, because I know D&D goes on for hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say it's not that I... I'm not a D&D hater by any means. Like I said, I've played it before. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I just don't think I'm the kind of person that's going to watch someone yeah. play it. That's fair. Um, I have to, I would just would want to do it myself. And that's only because I couldn't handle the accents. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like the one thing that, because otherwise it is just like listening to a, a story and I would want to do that. But if there's someone or s- multiple people doing like a British accent, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why if it's set in a fantasy world, that automatically means British accent. No, it should I, be banned. I, I, it should be banned. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's been, I, I could, 
talked this whole time about why you shouldn't <laughs> use like uh, you know the like medieval setting yeah. as you're like yeah. do castles and dragons, but you don't need to be in like ancient Europe or whatever. So that's what yeah. that's what bums me out. Yeah. Um, any other anything else? I'm like down for, but yeah. anytime it becomes yeah ancient Europe, I'm like gah. <laughs> Yeah. One of my uh, favorite sessions of a campaign was like we went into this like town of like outlaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my my buddy would just like he would make it really obvious what he was trying to do. So there were like different bands of outlaws. And one's picture was Avon Barksdale. Another's picture was like Tony Soprano. And it was just like all these like warring outlaw groups. And he would just like use these pictures from shows that we knew from like The Wire and like <laughs> Sopranos. And it was just like so much fun and like we were supposed to be in like the D D world but we never like acted like it during it yeah that's good that's i mean yeah no it was great it was awesome do you have an accent andrew do when I? you play your character uh i had one guy i joined a thing late and his name was the new guy like the new guy and uh i did like what? a californian accent like oh it's <laughs> nice and i had like a surfer bro as my uh icon that was fun this new one campaign i was trying to be a youtuber and the voice that i used was so annoying that i stopped using it (laughs) 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 because like multiple people would just like groan if i started talking like not a fun groan like they were not having fun i was like okay people aren't having fun i'll i'll figure out a different way to do this guy yeah 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 it's a good and it's that's the thing it's like it's a good format of of you're creating this thing that can just change because your friends are wanting yeah, to be different. You want you know? everything, you're just like, you want whatever. everyone to have fun. Like, like yeah. yeah. Wait, so I have a question for you all. You, so I'm the D and D expert. You all, are the Vin Diesel experts. Um, he, I've seen a lot of celebrities kind of like jump on the train of D and D being popular and kind of being like, oh, I'm a nerd. I watch mm-hmm. Marvel comic <laughs> movies. Um, uh-huh. And there's something about Vin Diesel's engagement in it that doesn't feel like he ever really does that. And because like you kind of know it about him, this it's this like story about him and he talks about it here and there, but you don't see him like promoting it or anything like that. Or like I I watched the like yearly D and D events and stuff that he would crush being on. Everyone would be so stoked if he was on it. Like, why do you think, do you think it's like a, he wants it to like remain in a different space or something. Like, do you have any insight into that? Like, why do you think he's that way with it? I th- I, I think. Go ahead. I think that he um, <laughs> he takes things very seriously, yeah. and he's he's a very kind of self involved person. I think as most actors are, mm-hmm. and most creative types can be, um, and so. <laughs> I just don't, it's just the way that he talks about it. It's with a lot of gravity and he would never, he would, you know, maybe refer to himself as a nerd, but he's not doing it to maintain some kind of superficial, you know, identity or gain any clout from it. It's so, so, Mm-hmm. Um, like sacred to him, yeah. like legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah, but I you just can don't feel that him. when he talks about he, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he really only, he doesn't do a ton of press. Um, Obviously, he has to for, like, fast movies and stuff, but there's not a lot of him out there, and he only ever talks about, like, the craft of acting, the importance of storytelling, and D&D. Like, those are the only (laughs) things you'll see him talking about, and it just really, really matters to him because he is such... It's all about the storytelling, which, I mean, it is a collaborative effort, but you are a dungeon master. Mm-hmm. So would you, do you think Vin would be, is he a natural born DM or Ooh, that's a different, do beast. you not see that within him? Well, yeah, that's a couple different questions. <laughs> that. So, I mean, but first I want to say like, I think that's something that I did not, ha- I have not put my finger on, but I think that you're right is that it feels like a personal thing to him. Like D and D feels personal. Much. And like a part of his personal life 
And so that like holding of it is he doesn't want to do the thing with it because it's like a personal thing. Yeah. That's awesome. The vibe I get is like, he was going to like D and D like he was going to like D and D his whole life, whether or not it got big. Yeah. And like, it just happened to get big. So it seems like if he would just dip his toes in for just little things like the critical role thing, yeah, because it just happened to line up and he loved D and D. I don't. It didn't seem like he was trying to capitalize on like yeah. the wave of D and D because he already liked it, and he would probably just like if it wasn't big, he would be privately playing D and D every once in a while with friends, and no one this would really is, know. I think this is like the sweetest, softest, kindest version of like my theories about this in my head. So this is <laughs> I, I I'm glad to tease this out with you all because I believe this now. I yeah. just like. This felt like a possibility, and now I'm like, this is the answer. I've talked <laughs> to Vin Diesel experts. I know. We love um, it. You had sorry, a second I, question I, to answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I blaze past your question. Um, yes, of course, because I think <laughs> that for the reasons that we're talking about, where he treats it, he holds it with this sanctity. So I think that like, it doesn't necessarily... I think any DM who's going to both be thoughtful to other players and also take whatever, you know, even if it's even your friend, Andrew, like the, um, the friend who was like bringing up pictures of other TV characters, that's a silly Mm -hmm. thing, but he's still like, had taken the time to think about this and like think oh, about yeah. his friends and like make this joke it. that like he knows will do well with you all. Mm-hmm. And so he is taking it seriously, even though it's us in a silly way and a silly thing. And that's what I think like yeah. I could see Vin Diesel doing is being like, okay, if my friend is this character, then like I'm going to think about this and that, and I'm going to remember this and that about that character. I think that's a, I, I, that sounds right. That sounds true. I do have. It a, could be the only time yeah. that Vin Diesel is not selfish, because he requires. I guess uh, selfish is a loaded term, but he requires creative control. Yeah, that is one thing I forgot. Yeah. So he absolutely would need to DM because he has to have creative control over everything that he does. I yeah. think I'm really bummed that you didn't watch that whole 30 minute video because you missed him getting a critical hit on someone. And saying delicious in just okay. the best way. He's like, I will oh, go- this is delicious. And it's just oh, like, man. perfect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll go back and, and finish it. I um, Part of the reason why I felt comfortable stopping where I did is because I was like, I got some good Vin moments of him <laughs> saying ridiculous things. Um, and, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll go back and finish it. I have a hard time. I have a bad tension span, and I was trying to cram in a lot because then I went down a rabbit hole of the wa- last witch hunter, which mm. I it isn't. I mean, there's Dungeons and Dragons elements to it. I don't know that it takes place. I don't know that it, there's any true D and D like universe within it, or if it's just related because there's it, there's witches in it. But um. Yeah, that took me down a rabbit hole of what The Last Witch Hunter means to him, because that is um, a movie that he had a hand in writing and directing and producing, like he does everything. Um, And it's very close to his heart, and he really got a chance to nerd out with that one, um, which then took me down an Elijah Wood rabbit hole, because Elijah Wood's in the movie with him, and we know how Vin feels about Lord of the Rings, um, he's a big Lord of the Rings fan because mm-hmm. he's a big fantasy fan. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I apologize for not finishing it. No, well. I have some. Can I can I take a piece of what you're saying and mm-hmm. and zoom in on the D and D experts table? Um, mm-hmm. so it is not the the Witch Hunter's not in any official campaign setting. And there are okay. a lot of, there are a lot of like official D&D campaign settings. And there's been like uh, these pushes here and there for uh, official Dungeons and Dragons movies to happen again. There's one yeah. that's like an old throwback and people kind of like roll their eyes at it, but there's like a, there's like a new one that's happening. Uh, Chris Pine is like signed on to it. Ooh. Um, 
And I really so, like Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I, yeah. That wasn't sarcastic. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, but I think that uh, a, th- a thing that is very common in the Dungeons and Dragons world it, of people who play a bunch is DMs creating their own campaign setting for their game. So there's like, even though you're using the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, all of the like history and places and maps and stuff uh, are all the dungeon masters. You know, they're like, it's like their creation and the way that people make characters, the dungeon master will like create the world. And so this feel, the witch hunter feels like a campaign setting for sure. Oh, that's like, here are the rules to the world. Hear what the characters do if there are these rules to the world. And then now here is the hero who like saves this world. Are you like, do you, are you a character? Are you, a, is there another campaign that you play where you're a character and you're not a DM or are you just, uh, I, not right now. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, because I've had, to, I was for a while last year, I was running, uh, four games a week oh. and I was like, I need to, in one of them being a stream <laughs> game, which takes like a lot more work too. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I need to chill out and play games less night less nights a week. And so I'm not currently playing in one, but I have played in campaigns before. Okay. All that. right. I have a okay. DM question. Um, sure. How, I think, I'm sure this is a very classic DM question, but like, how much do you plan on, I know you probably have a broad story in mind, somewhat. How much are you like, pushing for things to happen versus like letting your characters your players decide is it what is there a way that you balance that i don't know sandbox versus railroad a classic kind of yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly. question um uh it depends on what table i'm playing at it depends Mm -hmm. on the play how much the players because different people want some tables will want to be like, let's do the thing. We don't want to talk about doing the thing. We want the thing to do so that we can go and jump in and do the thing. Right, right, And then right. other tables want to be like, I want to go talk to everyone at this <laughs> tavern and I'm going to figure out what the hell is going on in this in this town first mm. before we do anything. And so um, I always have enough for the session, but like my favorite, my favorite thing is when people give me something where I'm like, well, that's what's going on now. Like you obviously care about this, so like mm-hmm. this is the thing for you all to do. We don't have to worry about this. So, huh. that sounds like the perfect answer. Basically, just playing to what <laughs> it seems like everyone wants, yeah. Versus trying to like force your own whatever. It seems impossible. Like I, it's it blows my mind. Uh, honestly, how you do that because that was another thing that I found interesting about like watching. D&D is the simultaneous like we're acting and that also kind of made me feel I think what made me uncomfortable watching the 30 minutes was because these people not that they didn't have they didn't have like the chemistry of like a group of friends who just do it Um, I watched some better than heroes didn't feel uncomfortable but the 30 minutes yeah (laughs) and also like I know you and Andrew and Jordan. I was like, this feels a little more, um, I don't know Vin Diesel like that, but um, it was just like the consciousness of like, oh, okay, we're talking about doing it and then doing it. Like that split between like acting and then just talking like a real person mm. made me feel so weird. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it is, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, and th- I think this is, uh, one of the things I specifically like about it is that it is an art form that's not about me expressing myself. I mean, it is like I'm expressing myself, but like like telling the story of who I am as a person and being like responsible for the narrative of I myself like hanging out here and mm-hmm. instead can just like think about other things. Um, I think it's a good practice. I, I also feel like I'm to uh, I spend too much time like overanalyzing the things that I do and the way mm-hmm. I'm seen and, and et cetera. And um, it's, it specifically feels very good to be like, I'm gonna think about this character. And um, I think you, you see that at tables all the time too, where people are like, 
even though they're not doing the accent and they're not speaking in character, they're still like thinking about the decisions and this their character would make. And even if they're just talking in their own voice the whole time and not even in first person, they, like them saying like, yeah, my person doesn't go back and save their friends because my character's selfish. And when those ghouls win, they, it, he, he makes a decision on his turn to leave and go and save himself. And like, that's, <laughs> that's, as impactful as like, all right, I'm not going back in, you know, like it, way more, you know, because like the voice is just like a, a a piece of the acting. And also like the video you watch too is like, there's something we said for, they're with a bunch of actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Like right. the two of the, Laura and, um, uh, you know, like Laura's a voice actor. They, they do this all the time. And yeah. also like playing the first session of D&D is usually not good. Like, D&D is good, like, 10 to 15 sessions in, which is, like, a rough barrier for a lot of people. (laughs) But, like, I don't like one-shots. I don't like, like, single sessions that much because the thing I like is, like, the familiarity when you're not thinking about that stuff and when you're just like, yeah, yeah, I know the character. Yeah, it was... uh, I almost liked that feeling of, like, everyone was, like, really timid at the beginning of that thing. Like, who's going to take the lead? Who's going to do this? And I was like, oh, I've been there so many times. Especially, like, Mm. when you have a character that doesn't take the lead and you want something to happen so bad, but you can't just, like, outright say it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty, it was, it was fun to watch for that, too. I was, I was glad it wasn't, like, completely smooth sailing. Yeah. No, we're watching D&D actually happen here. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's the thing is as much as it's edited down to thirty minutes, you can yeah. tell that they are like playing Dungeons and Dragons. For right, real. right. Uh, Melinda, do you? Um, I'm especially interested because you don't play that much and don't have that much experience mm-hmm. with TNT. When I want, like, I watch The Mandalorian, and I'm like, okay, one thousand percent, the people who wrote this, the writing room, are just like they play t- uh, tabletop role playing games. They play like the Star Wars. Uh, TTRPG because the way it's built is like similar to how like people on the internet teach writing uh, adventures and stuff for games. Um, do you, with what you know about D D D, do you see it in Fast and the Furious? Like, do you Ooh. see the like the connection? So. No. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. Good. Um, it was very surprising to me to hear Vin or read that Vin had drawn um, inspiration from D&D for Fast and Furious. Shouldn't be surprising because, of course, he would, <laughs> knowing everything I know about him. But then, I, yeah, I tried to see, like... <sighs> I don't want to say this because I do love the fast films a lot, Uh but I do not take them as seriously as Vin does. (laughs) I I get very into them, but I get into them for the insane action. And I guess there is an element of like heightened storytelling that you could relate back to D&D, but I really don't. I don't see it mapped that way, the way that Vin does. I don't know. I, I'm i sure... I don't doubt that Vin sees it that way, but I don't. I yeah. don't know. Well, well, Andrew, do you feel... I've never really draw thought those conclusions? about it. I, you know, I haven't yeah. really thought about it. But the more <clears throat> I'm thinking, the more... Like, the crazier it gets in the later seasons seasons what were what world am i in uh movies <laughs> <It> works. uh <laughs> movies uh i'm starting to I think guess. of like some of the things that they do like uh have you seen all the movies harlan um no, i'm definitely missing some okay I good okay tell we'll I, talk to you later harlan yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks Here's for being thing, on I, I, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i've seen all of them but i have uh-huh. no idea which ones go in which order sure that's um, fine yeah i'm very much like like ben treats dnt i it was uh formative to me in my early years i bought the mm. cd the cd soundtrack wow, and, um, wow. from a Sam Goody soundtrack. when i visited my sister her uh 
hippie roommate asked me to turn it down because <laughs> saliva's click click boom was yelling a lot of this shit she didn't like. It's a really um, good song. It, it's burned into my brain. Um, but I'm just very loosey goosey with the the end of the canon. I would say, mm-hmm. thinking now, I could totally see like things that happen in Fast and Furious towards like the later movies. Uh, if you were trying to make like a D and D car campaign of like cool drivers, oh, like this is an idea, like let's go. Oh, I would. Oh, this I would. I would play it in a heartbeat. But like, okay. there's like that one scene of like uh, Letty is like driving on one bridge and Dom is driving on the other, and I can just imagine a DM going, "Letty's car crashes. She flies into the air. What do you do, Dom?" And then Dom being like, "I turn my car towards the." the barricade i jump on top and when it hits the barricade i want to launch into the air and catch her yes and he's yeah, like yeah. he's like okay roll and he rolls like a 20 and it yeah. or maybe like a 15 because they like crash and get hurt really bad but like thinking about it in that manner i could totally see them like when trying to formulate those movies and action scenes instead of just like writing it all out just being like you're in this moment, what would be the craziest thing you could do right now to try and make work? And then make it work, or like make it like kind of fail, because that's also fun. Uh, yeah. That does seem like how they do it. Yeah. Is they, they definitely do have characters in a world, and they just try to put them in situations to see what would happen. Like the whole thing of, they kept being asked, like, would you ever go to space? And then they're like, now we got to try and make them go to space. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I do see that element of it. <laughs> I yeah. It's so funny. Like, th- you can get really existential with this stuff, but my questions are like, so, um, Harlan, like, what color dice do you use? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help it. I'm, I'm just like, show me your heart right now. Like, That's what let's do we it. need you for. <sighs> because and I will say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you can go, go first. I will say this. Um, once again, from my rabbit hole of the the last witch hunter, they mentioned the fact that there's a car scene <gasps> in the last witch hunter where he does because at this point there's they throw a car into every Vin Diesel movie whether it's a Fast and Furious movie, yeah, and somehow they made it work in Last Witch Hunter which we haven't watched yet, oh. and I am very excited to see watching, what yeah. that car scene is. Watching that interview you sent, I was getting so excited. I was like, Michael Caine, mm-hmm. he's friends with Michael Caine. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. also Elijah Wood, I was fine with, but when he was just like, yeah, I've been friends with Michael Caine for like 13 years. I was like, are <laughs> you kidding me? Who is this guy? Like I, mm-hmm. every time you think, you know, something comes up. I think it's a, I think I love about Vin Diesel is that he seems like really bad at being a celebrity in, in a way that like, yeah. but like in the way that you can see the formula of celebrity mm-hmm. and he like, like skirts it all of the time like we yeah it doesn't feel intentional it, he just feels kind of like whatever i don't know like it, it, in a way that i really like we talk about how like uh i think melinda asked me one time is vin diesel an a-list celebrity and i was immediately like Oof. yeah he's in like the highest grossing one of the highest grossing franchises in the entire world he's the star of it but then the more i think about it and like the more i thought about it i was like there's no like gossip magazines like dying to find out about vin diesel like he's he flies under the radar in a really interesting way that like leading actors don't usually do yeah it's i mean it's like that we were talking about this before i think we started recording but Mm. i love the karaoke video which i call i don't know that it's a karaoke video because you have no there's a it's a deep mystery what is happening in the room (laughs) um outside of it Uh, but he is he at a private establishment is he has a bar what's going on in this video i love it so, but <laughs> it feels like something that like you know somebody could, like ben affleck or like somebody would get taken down like you could get it taken down and it oh yeah yeah and it there i feel like there's a lot of examples of that where he's just like a person and kind of makes the news for being a person um mm-hmm where he's like clearly coming down off Molly or something on mm-hmm. in one of the in his, like that one video where he's like just like dancing and looking in the camera. Yeah. And, um. yeah, I forgot about that. He also he's not like super active on social media, but one of the ones that he's most active on is Facebook. And Whoa, there's a I lot of 
Yeah, it's not like he... I think it, he used to be more active than he is now. But he really uh, is very... He's just authentically himself. And people, I think that really surprises people. It doesn't lend itself to celebrity in the way that celebrity worked when he was becoming a superstar. Cause now yeah. I think it's a little bit different. Like yeah. would Chrissy Teigen be Chrissy Teigen if she didn't have her Instagram stories, yeah. you know? Yeah. But <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Um, I also, this takes me back to what you were saying, Harlan, about how you enjoy um, sort of not having to live inside your own head, but think about it from a different perspective, from a different character. And I think what we definitely know about Vin is that he has had this persona put upon him of this, like, you know, buff dude. Yeah. And that's not him at all. We can see in his earlier works that he's a very sensitive actor. He considers himself an artist. And so I think that he can't really... He can't really uh, change how he looks or how he sounds <laughs> um, or what his career has become. So I think that D&D is very much a way for him to um, maybe live outside of that persona that he has to take on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I, I recently changed my pronouns from his him pronouns to they them pronouns. And I think that mm-hmm. like, in when I was living in Bloomington too, I I had this like, especially when I was in college, I just had this, I loved fucking with like aggro dudes at bars because they, <laughs> they were so, it, it was so easy and fun. Oh, and man. it was just like a, a way to just be like, uh, like I know the sec- I know the secret of masculinity, and it's that you're <laughs> fragile as hell, and like, um, oh. and there's something in that, like, in this same kind of, sort of like subversion of this, like, like shying away from this thing that he is living inside of. That I'm just that I see in, D- in him doing this with D and D, where he's just like, no, look, see, I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd, like, but like, I'm just like not cool. See how I'm not cool? I'm actually not cool. <laughs> Um, and not yeah, and not like a braggy way. Just like I need to prove to you that I'm I'm not this thing. So, yeah. He does have a lot to prove. God, if I could live inside his head one day. <sighs> anyway, you should. You uh, should. We can in this our car campaign. You should just play Vin Diesel, <laughs> not oh not gosh. not Dom Vin Diesel, and just oh, spend time true. RPing him. I know you Very... said you hated one-offs. But if you were ever interested in DMing a one-off oh. car campaign, say no more. I'm in a thousand yeah. percent. Can we do a special of this podcast? Yeah. That's just you all playing uh, a game. <laughs> Only Melinda, Melinda has to agree to. I, I, I know that you said yes. I'll play a car. Can I? Oh. <laughs> Can I be a car? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one... car. Fast and Furious hasn't done that, have they? Or did I miss that? That not yet. That That's movie. coming. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do a self-driving car. At some Paul point. Walker's uh, consciousness is uploaded. Oh my car. god! Oh. <laughs> car Walker. You could be Car, car Walker. Walker. <laughs> you drive up and you're like, "It's me, Dom." Paul Driver. <laughs> I don't Get know. It? Oh, I get it. Oh, my God. Boo. Never mind. Canceled. (laughs) Never mind. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. The only other time I played D&D, I was like, I'll play if I can be a cat. And they're like, okay, well, you can be like a half cat, half elf. And I was like, sold. Nice. I I don't know where we are at. I do want to mention one other thing, which is not very much related to D&D. It's just related to Vin in one of the videos I sent you guys where he's doing the radio interview mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem to know how the microphone works. Oh, no. <laughs> that was really weird. And like the microphone was not used in the video either. Like it was like room audio. It was very bizarre. It was yeah. bizarre. That's the one I didn't finish literally because I was like, I, I, that kind of stuff stresses me out. Like yeah. if I had event, if I had events where people are like, like the mic is feeding back and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And they like oh. hold it down next to the speaker. I'm just like, I have no more. Just like, that's my nails on a chalkboard. Not even the sound. Just like, like come on. I used to work uh, at Cats in Bloomington and we would cover a lot of local events. And my worst nightmare would be like, 
something would be weird with the mic for like one second and then they'd be like i'm not going to use the mic and then they yep. just like <laughs> yell and the audio would be garbage for the whole thing <laughs> yeah. oh that's the funniest thing ever uh, very usually a, a male thing too yeah i don't need yeah. a mic people don't people can hear me i'm fine and they always they always go do I even need this? Yeah. They- and like, no one responds. And they're like, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, like, if there were, like, important things, we in the back would be like, yeah, you do. Like, we would, like, we actually would, like, yell up and be like, please use the mic. Oh, man. I'm, uh, hope we're hopefully having our wedding in October, depending on yeah. if oh, the world exciting. gets its shit together. And, um... I already have one of my friends who we we're supposed to get married last year. So, but uh, very quickly after our engagement, um, I went to one of my friends and I was like, okay, so I haven't planned anything with our wedding yet. But the first thing that I know is that you are in charge of telling every person who's going to touch a mic that night, like how to use a mic. And he was like, got it. <laughs> he was just like, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I'm happy to do that for you. Uh, that's beautiful. Care. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good for it's a good friend. <laughs> um, do you have any? I know that we've sort of touched on specifics, but any broad closing remarks regarding D and D, Vin Diesel, your journey, his journey, our journey. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I open the floor to you. Your conclusions with Vin Diesel's D and D journey. Um, sure, yeah. If you could play my stinger here, that's like the sports center, but not copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harlan's Final closing thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> boss thoughts. Like, <laughs> like boss fight, but um, yeah, I mean, I I, I think I, I think that I would never have said I can see the connection until I read like one sentence that I saw in the article that you sent me where it mm-hmm. talks about the lore of fast five or like uh, fast and furious. And I was like, yeah, there's this, this <laughs> series has lore because as much as yep. you, uh, there are a lot of, like, if you watch die hard or whatever, you kind of, if you know the character and you know, this guy and you know, like what happens, but there's such a world in fast that like, doesn't exist in a lot of other long series where it kind of totally. does like it doesn't need to be the ma- the main character doesn't need to be this person what you need is this fantasy world where cars and can solve any problem uh <laughs> wh- and uh. in that fantasy world you know that like there are these different characters who like come and go and the party changes and things like that and that's where i'm like mm, this does feel like D. this feels like <laughs> yeah and you know, there's you even a the talisman world. Yeah. There's a talisman True. that goes from movie to movie in the form of Dom's Jesus piece. <laughs> and that makes it yeah. fantasy lore. So That's fantasy lore. That's, That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Early on yeah. in this uh, pod, I specifically said, the thing I love about this is that the answer to any problem they have is always cars. cars. It's That's always true. cars. And, like, and I was even like, if there's a helicopter or something, they are so screwed. And then there was a helicopter, and he, <laughs> he launched a car into it. <laughs> there was a submarine. There's a drone. They beat a submarine. There's a drone. Mm-hmm. There's so many cool things. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There's going to be a yeah. spaceship. Oh. Yeah. I don't even want to know. I still haven't seen the trailers. I'm holding off. Um, I've, I saw one with no audio. So, oh, okay. But I think we, we should watch all of the trailers Whoa. and do like a trailer extravaganza episode okay leading up to fast nine do you have a favorite uh fast and the furious trailer like one from a previous movie that the trailer still lives in your head Ooh. i haven't seen a single trailer i don't think i haven't seen many trailers either see maybe just fast five this is this is a challenge to you then at me uh as a dm uh, the my <laughs> challenge I'm giving you, my fast players, is go back and watch the trailers for the movies, just isolated, like as they came out uh, when they did. Because I love that shit. I love that shit so much. And I'm sure the evolution uh, is going to be remarkable. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I also think I don't know. Should we watch last? A wit- what, what? Last Witch Hunter? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. 
I've been dying to watch that one since the beginning of this. Yeah, we can watch it. And especially after all of this talk, I gotta see it. Okay. His beard, are you kidding me? He has a beard? He's got a scraggly ass, terrible beard. Love it. He's 800 years old. Oh, (laughs) so good. Okay, yeah, so we're gonna probably do Last Witch Hunter next uh, episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Harlan, if I can't thank you enough for lending yeah, your experience. Thanks for coming thank on. You. This is super fun. Tell us about give the pitch for Better Than Heroes. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we have a live stream every Monday at seven o'clock Pacific time. It's live on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash better than heroes. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, it's at BTHD and D and there's a link in the bio for anything that you will need there um you can check out our youtube channel it has all of our old episodes on it as well but just come hang out on the live uh with us last week we uh this last monday from when we're recording this we had maxwell jenkins from netflix lost in space was a a guest and he came on and he was super funny and super fun um so that's a uh, a good one to kind of just like if you just want to skip fast one through five of our D campaign and just jump right into um i'm trying to do another joke but i don't i can't do the back half of fate fate oh, there we go oh, there you go uh, yeah okay. just jump right into fate um you can watch the max jenkins episode and yeah that's it we just we just play dungeons and dragons it's four comedians and me and we're it's not comedy D, it's comedians playing D. so it's super fun we have fun sweet nice sweet 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 um whale uh, what do I usually say, Andrew? Uh, wow. You usually uh, say, see you. You it. get your ready? You feel good it. about it? I got it. How about I do an on-air caca? And yeah. then Okay, the outro. you sure? I think so. I think so. Cheep, cheep, cheep. Caca! <laughs> see you next, next Tuesday. Ha, <laughs> ha!